The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Hey, well, thank you all for joining us here today on Plant Profits. I am your host, Vern Davis, Plant Profits, fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. Thanks again for joining us. My guest today, my next guest is best known for creating high-end jewelry for celebrities such as Jay-Z, Rihanna, K-Hart. He has crossed over to the cannabis space with Saucy, where he incorporates his New York design sensibilities with California's most dependable and desirable cannabis genetic technology, cannabis chromatography. This is awesome. I want you all to welcome our guest today, the founder of Saucy Extracts, Mr. Alex Todd. Alex, how are you? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, man, I've been looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to this. I've been, You know what I've been looking forward to, Alex? It's just really understanding your journey, man, of, of uh, young man growing up. You grew up in the city, right? Yeah, I grew up, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York, the big yep. B. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, sir, Brooklyn. Yep. Man, we got to talk about those nets eventually here. I mean, they're they supposed to be a little spicy this year, right? Those my guys. I grew up a diehard Nick fan. I'm still a diehard Nick fan, but you know, after a little while, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. One of my uh, one of my partners actually in Saucy, OG Wan, is actually yeah. uh, is is actually Kyrie's agent. So we've been spending a lot of time last year. Yeah. At the Nets game, so I'm I'm really into Brooklyn. Plus, being uh, being born and raised there, I think I got a pass, you know, through for them too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, you know what? There's there's a lot of Knicks fans that are, are that are straddling the fence, right? They've got one foot in the Knicks and one in yeah, <laughs> one in the Nets, it, and I don't blame you. It used to be taboo. I mean, you could never yeah. it's like the Laker fans will never root for the Clippers, and never it would be the same way with the Knicks. We would never right. root for the Nets. Now that they moved to Brooklyn, the Knicks are such trash. Hopefully, yeah. we're getting our way right now. We have Leon Rose, and we got a couple of good people in front office. So I think we're going to turn it around eventually. Though. Yeah. No. I'm well, I'm definitely rooting for KD. I'm rooting for for Kyrie. I'm rooting. Yeah. For well, I'm looking forward to see to seeing you know Alex what they are like on the floor because you know uh, uh, Kevin Durant is such a dynamic talent, right? and um, has some unique skill sets for a guy his size that, um, and then with Kyrie, if you, if you just take the talent, uh, you could, and, and their, their, their squad, man, is, 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 is heavy. I mean, they have good talent. I know a little bit about it. I've been, I've been kind of wanting to see, see them getting that brand on the floor. I've been wanting to see this. Man, I'm super excited. You got Karis LeVert, you know, who's a beast. Yeah. As, as like a third option and then you got you know a couple other great guys supporting there over there bro they're going to be something to watch i'm super okay. excited to watch that team i just really hope they really stay away from getting hardened honestly i think they have everything it takes right now without getting see, see, and I, I really hope he doesn't go there because then it's just i can't see those three guys with so many shots like i just can't see how they're going to distribute the basket see see alex to me you make so much sense i had this argument yesterday 
where the guy said, oh, they get harder and they got it. I said, no. One plus one plus one equals two in this case. <laughs> you need people that are ready to defer. I mean, KD, I'm pretty sure he's the type that, you know, he's looking for the open guy, doesn't need to always shoot. He'll right. just best basketball play. Right. But, you know, other people, they want, them, they want the ball. They want the rock, you know. Exactly. And, and, and that dude in Houston, man, he's got to have the rock, you know. He's got to have the rock, and you want him to have the rock, but then it just—I think—I think it could get messy. Rock, you're taking away from everything that he does great, Kyrie. He needs I, I, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He needs to control the pace of the game. He's got—he's got to be the guy with the ball. No, I, absolutely, absolutely. So you grew up in Brooklyn. Did you play ball? I mean, I—I I played ball into to a certain extent. I played like yeah. you know some junior varsity and some basketball, uh, varsity basketball in high school. But right. I, I broke my leg in my sophomore year. And after that, I just realized I was just, I had no shot. And I was just, took me, I could never recover from breaking my leg. And it was just, yeah. but yeah, I love yeah. basketball. I grew up watching basketball. I'm a diehard. Yeah. I said diehard Nick fan. Now I'm, I've been in LA. I, as soon as I moved, I haven't won a championship. <laughs> as soon as I moved to LA, the hey. top, Win the Lakers win. I'm like, this is what it was about, bro. You just see you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, you got that timing going for you, Alex. You got that timing going for you, man. You do. You got that timing going for you. I, I tell you, you know, um, and I love New York. I love where you grew up. I, I love being there. I love New York. And and tell me about Brooklyn. You know, 25 years ago versus Brooklyn now and what you're, what you're seeing. I've just seen so much change happening in Brooklyn. So look, 25 years ago, Brooklyn, when I was growing up, I, I can't say that it was such a horrible place. You know, it was great for us. It's what we knew, right? So right. for us, it was amazing. I had Astroland, Luna Park, and Coney Island, which to us as kids was amazing. We had the <laughs> aquarium that was right there. So for us, the boardwalk, the beach, it wasn't yeah. that bad, you know, like it, Brooklyn was, it was for us, it was, it, it was all we knew. So it was great. Right. Yeah. Uh, grew up, went to public school for the majority of my time there. PS 225 ended up going to Lincoln high school eventually and dropping out in Lincoln high school. Uh, but Brooklyn was great, bro. It was just a grind. You know, we didn't really know much. We didn't know yeah. better. I was living with my grandma because my mom had to go hustle and work in Moscow. So it was, you know, it was tough in that regard growing up with your grandma she's way older she's not really knowing what's going on she's yeah she's sending me to the movie theater with <laughs> with food stamps you know what i'm saying it's embarrassing you have to you go into the movie theater you got to go to a, a russian deli to change the food stamp into dollars so you can go to your friends to the movies and you know what i'm saying it's it, it's uh, it, but all that all that upbringing and there was so much love in the family and yeah everything put together and just you know that's what really set that drive for me and my brother, I believe, you know, it's just like not being in that position and not seeing you ever wanting to have to rely on a, like a divorced father to send a, a couple hundred bucks to take care of his kids. You know, like that was always something that was very motivating for me. And I just always wanted to do better. And my mom, she, you know, which was great. She took a, 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 you know, a huge chance left America after being right. here 
20 years, went back to Russia, started a new business there. And, you know, she became ultimately very successful there. And, you know, everything worked out. So, I mean, thank God, knock on wood, I guess, as they say. Oh, that, man, that, that, that's American amazing. Dream, American dream came true, you know. That, that, that is amazing. So you dropped, out of, you dropped out of high school, dude. How did you get from there, walking away from high school, how did you get from there to, 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 the, to the jewelry business? Becoming a jeweler. What was that? How'd you do that? I'm just honestly, I don't want to say it. It's like kind of weird word, but I'm just like a a hustler, bro. And I knew that from from Jump Street. Like I didn't, school was not for me. Right. No, it was total waste. I couldn't wait to get out there and start making money. Got it. How to make money, how to hustle, do whatever it took. I started off, you know, selling stocks, you know, I at 16 years old, working for my brother on Wall Street, getting leads for him, you know, on the phone at 16 years old, speaking to 30, 40, 50 year old people about investment opportunities. So I I learned a lot being out of school. I learned more in the streets and more, you know, in real life opportunities in real life settings that I did in school. And that's really my biggest teacher. You know, like I always write, I went to the school of hard knocks, you know, because, you know, putting my foot in front of one foot in front of my other foot. Right. My brother was eight years older than me, so he kind of had a jump start. So I always kind of try to follow his path as a youth because he was making, finally making money. And, you know, he would always try to introduce me and take me along. And he was not always doing the best of things. So he didn't want to show me everything that he was doing. You know, certain things he would show me, certain things he wouldn't, and, you know. And a good thing, because there's just, I wouldn't want to show if these type of things either to my kids or to my brother, my little brother. You understand? Right. So, but... Again, started on Wall Street, uh, moved on to real estate, had a real estate license for quite some time. Okay. Real estate, I went on to private jets into high, well, it was always high-end luxury goods for me, and I was selling. Yeah. You had an attraction. Why did you have that attraction to high-end luxury goods? I don't know. I think the higher the the amount of the the product that you're selling, the bigger the commission is. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of simple math. Yeah. And I'm super into high-end luxury stuff myself. I yeah, there you go. It, you know, I had a passion for it. I just, right. you know, I like everything high-end myself. I'm very into high-end wines. It's kind of hard to imagine that a kid from Brooklyn, you know, would get into such, you know, high-end and be into it. It's just something that I always drive for. You know, I was always looking at Rob reports as a kid, always looking for how I can eventually get these houses. And I'm still like that. I, I still yeah. driving and always looking for the bigger. I'm looking online, always looking at <laughs> trying to say what's next and what I want to get and how I want to get there. And, you know, that's just the way I've been. So real estate did that was really successful at it right away. Also like got into it. Cause I had at that point already had a really good clientele and I met some of my mom's friends from Russia. Oh, then that's, that's, that's cool. So when you said your mom was going to Moscow, you're talking about she was going to Moscow. You're going to Moscow. Okay. I thought I thought there was a little part of Brooklyn you call little Moscow. Uh, she went to Russia. She went back yeah. to the work. And oh, got it. So she had really good childhood friends back then that have turned that turned into like really successful people and have turned government positions over there and they're like, Hey, come out here and we have some, you know, I think it would be good for you to, you know, possibly get your life back in order and back together because she was obviously going through a really tough time, divorced, my dad, you know, by herself, two kids, no no real way to make money. But she's a hustler just like me and I get all my hustler ambition from her from, from mama. From you know? mom. Yeah. No, man, I tell you, Alex, 
that that is a cool story. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how that real estate and then how you got into jewelry, how do you met your high-end clientele and 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 that we're going to start on that story. So, hey, we'll continue our discussion with Alex Todd. And Alex is the founder of Saucy Extracts. We'll be right back. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots and close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit only on cannabisradio.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Produce Global People Solutions. I'm spending time today enjoying a chat that I'm having with Alex Todd. Now, Alex, uh, interesting story. Young man grew up in Brooklyn, grew up the hard way, really. And uh, But it's kind of interesting. What I'm getting out of the story with Alex is that he always knew where he was going. He just had to get on the journey to get there. And, and, and that's paying off right now. And it's, it's, it's a really cool story. So Alex Todd is, like I said, the founder of Saucy Extracts, and we're going to continue this discussion. Now, Alex, so you were selling real estate. You found yourself really into high-end and high-end people, I'm sure, right? And, and that, that, those became your relationships. Uh, keep telling us about the next step, you know, because jewelry is where I first heard of you. Yeah, and then yeah. like I said, I mentioned like I mentioned my mom, she you know she made a lot of great relationships. At that point we started buying real estate. They started investing in real estate in New York. So I got I got in, you know, as soon as that dried up, yeah. I, got, I was in the private jet business. And <laughs> I met again another next caliber of people of like uh -huh. high worth individuals in that industry. And um that 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 was really really where I started meeting a lot of uh a lot of the uh, entertainment world and a lot of really, really high-end network individuals. And then that there was a huge correction in the stock market. And yeah. The CEO stopped using private jets for quite some time. My mom established a really successful jewelry business. I was kind of like, damn, what am I going to do now? I didn't really, I didn't really know what, what direction to go into. Right. And, um, there were some people that we lent money to, and on 47th Street in the jewelry business, I had to come and watch and just take over basically an operation there. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up meeting somebody that was doing um, high-end, like hip-hop jewelry, I would say, like right. iced out and like diamond stuff, like stuff like that. So you were just watching them make it 
obviously you you guys had invested in it, so you're watching the operation, making sure things are on the square. But so you you start to see these different things that start to catch your eye. Exactly, and I was super into watches as it is, so I just started buying and selling watches on my own. And okay getting into that marketplace and people would start calling me and asking me for advice after a little while. And, and then, you know, little by little, we started establishing relationships with, you know, some of the biggest names in the entertainment industry through some relationships, mm-hmm. uh, like Pecos introduced us to, to, to Jay. And then from Jay, yeah. call it, Jay, you think Oprah has an effect, man. Jay has the effect. So once you, once you start doing business with Jay, man, it just, it, every, the, the floodgates open floodgates open man so that's a credibility he has tremendous amount of credibility yeah jay's jay's world word is bond you know so like people really trust him and they know that if he's dealing with somebody they can trust the person that he's dealing with for the most part so i mean once you get that cosign from somebody like jay and Mm -hmm. that kev and then you just little trickle down effect and you start doing business with everybody at the end of the day um and you know we got to the point where we're at the pinnacle of this yeah. and selling watches. And I now were you on both coasts doing that? Had you started, had you started a, a jewelry operation on both coasts? Cause you're selling to West coast and East coast folks a, alike. I was a hustler, bro. Wherever the client, <laughs> wherever the client needed me to be. I got to remember that. I was a hustler, bro. But, yeah, uh, wherever the client needed me to be, that's where the jewelry would, I'd get, get on an airplane, put it in the, put it on, put our book bag on, or somebody would go and bring the jewelry. We made it happen no matter where you are. If you're a good customer, we, we make sure that you, uh, the jewelry came to you. Got it. Got it. So you you didn't have to move your operation, but man, I'm, you were sometimes traveling with millions of dollars worth of jewelry. Yeah. It did get a little bit, uh, yeah, it got a little, it got a little fuzzy sometimes. The one time I went to, uh, to someone's house, I'm not going to mention their name, and a diamond for like 750000 got lost in the shuffle. Oh. One of the first times. Tense, off- that's tense moments at that moment, right? Tense, yeah. Thank God everything worked out and we found it. But yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely, there was some, you know, sketchy moments. Well, I mean, 750 that's like a rock on the ground. I mean, it's, I mean, you can find that. Yeah, it's, it's very, very, it was very nerve-wracking for quite some time. But yeah, that was also one of my first times going on the road, too. So I was like, oh, my God. Man, Alex, I bet you have some stories. Yeah. So you, you met you met these stars, a lot of a lot of music folks, uh, movie folks, entertainers. Through the some of them are my best closest friends right now. Yeah, you know? I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm some sure. Business partners and you yeah. know, just more. It becomes more of a friendship and just more of a. Instead of me being a jeweler to them, I become more of an advisor. You know, and like every single watch that like me and Jay have bought for him, yeah, you know, that we bought for him, he's literally made tons, tons of money, heaps of money right now if he wanted to sell them. So to us, it's more like investments, like his art situation. He's got an art advisor and he looks at me more like a watch advisor. Same thing with Kev, you know, they look at me more as advisors and I'm the type of guy like, hey, don't, if I can't get the watch, I'll be like, listen, I can't get the watch, but this guy can get it for you for the right price. Yeah. Hit him up. Because if you hit him up, you'll be able to get, he'll, he can't say no to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's not going to give it to me, but he can't say no to you. So that's the type I am. I'd rather my clients, when they buy something from me, at least I give them the right advice. And again, it's more of a, it's more of a friendship now than anything else. Now, especially, I'm not really selling watches anymore, really, for the most part. I mean, once in a blue moon, obviously, when these, when my, my friends call me, I'll help them. 
Yeah, that's a great attitude. Uh, you know, actually in my business, I try to do the same thing. I, I, I try to bring like you do, solutions. I may be it, I may not be it, but I'll get the solution for you, right? Yeah, I hate when, you know, the biggest thing is when my employees start giving me all these problems. I'm like, bro, enough with the problems. I need solutions. I, I don't want to yeah. hear about problems. I hate about these problems. Tell me how you're going to fix these problems. I don't want to hear about the problems. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you, and, and why did you jump out of the jewelry business? And now we're going we're to talk about how, how you got into the cannabis play. T tell me about that transition. Yeah. So imagine you're at the pinnacle of your game. You're something right. Hey, then you tell your wife, hey, babe, I want to start selling $20 joints. <laughs> when when you're selling $2 million watches, man. Marijuana business. I'm selling two and a half, three million dollar watches over here. She's looking at me like, what? What do you want to do? What? How old are you? And then, yeah, and then I just, you know, she's been really supportive. And I, yeah, she's like down super rider from day one we've been together for you know 25 years pretty much you know since she's 16 years old 20 20 something years whatever man that is that is, that is that's cool let me tell you a bumpy ride right <laughs> <laughs> i'm a sick individual because it's shit like this i'd be like one day i'm just let's invest all our money and go get into a new business that's going to be a total toss-up and it might work and it might not work but you know what yeah let's do it so look, I got to ask you some questions. Now, what about, what do you think of your timing? I think our timing was perfect. Okay. Our timing was perfect. I think I got into the business about five years ago. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a hardcore smoker. So like, okay. into the business, I'm like, we, we smoke like a couple of ounces a week easily between, you know, the family. I would. Yeah. Say. Yeah. And, uh, so we're hardcore smokers and that's 25 years already. I'm 15 years old and nonstop. So, I mean, I know what good quality bud is. I know where right. quality bud comes from. I've always have. I know what, you know, top level industry expectations are for this industry. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like there was, a, there was something missing, a separation between the suits in this industry that where all the real money comes from. Yes. And the culture. And there was a big gap that was Absolutely. missing. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the authenticity was, was not there. So, and, and you bring authentic juice to the game. Let, well, let me say it, authentic sauce to the game. I like that more, yeah. <laughs> you bring that authentic drip. At least we yeah. hope to. And that's like, you know, one of the things when we brought in somebody like Jim to be part of the whole. Now we're talking story. about Jim Jones. Let's talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Even when we brought him in, you know, we, we, I met him at the Rock Nation office one day, and yeah. we were like thinking, who are we gonna do this with? We're gonna do this with Jay Riada, uh, uh -huh. you know, some huge name. And Jim walks in, and and my partner OG goes, "It's fucking Jim. This it's is Jim. Fucking perfect person. What are we even thinking about? Yeah, it was perfect, you know. And then we just broke it down, and just you know." Told them our plan, told them what we're looking to do, be look for someone that's real, not somebody we're going to chase, bother to do posts, to show up to events. Like if you don't want to have a hundred percent into this, it's not, you're not going to make a million dollars a year right away. This is a long-term play. You're not going to make a huge check up front. It's like, you, so you had to, you had to put, you had to do, you had to load that up front. 
Oh yeah, bro. You gotta you gotta tell people reality. You gotta give them expectations. You can't sell people a fake fake dream. Yes, there's huge potential for us. There's potential yeah. to make more money here than probably any of us ever made in our entire lives. But there's gonna take steps for us to get there, and it's not gonna happen overnight. And if you're down to be part of that, then you know we we you know we can do something. Alex Todd, I love that. We're gonna take a break. I'm Vern Davis, your host. Uh, plant profits. I'm spending time today with Alex Todd. He is the founder of Saucy Extracts. We'll be right back. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. I'm here today with Alex Tan. Now, Alex is the founder of Saucy Extracts. Alex is, you know, he's a serial entrepreneur is who, is who he is. And um, he got into, he left the jewelry business and he got into the cannabis play five years ago. Now, and Alex, um, really, through coincidence, <laughs> Jim Jones walked through the door one day and uh, and now they're they're doing some things together, which is really cool, audience. You gotta, you really gotta take a look at this. You know what Saucy Extracts is 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 doing, and I, I love what I see. So so tell me about the relationship. So you and Jim got together, and what's the vision here for Saucy Extracts? Where where are you going? So I I mean I hope that's people could see with the aesthetic look of it. You know we're super East Coast super street brand mm -hmm. culture you know hip-hop just you know oozing just like the culture of of, of, of hip-hop and just of just the way that i grew up in brooklyn just things that i enjoy personally a reflection of of really of what we are and right. then bringing in the high quality from real estate bringing the high quality from the jewelry business the private jet world to me i always wanted it to be the best i want it to be the birkin bag i want it to be the yeah best. you walk into the store i want my product to be one of the most expensive products on the shelf absolutely but i also want it to be the best, best product, product on the shelf so yeah. us our ethos has always been number one is quality quality okay quality because we'll know with the people that are going to be getting involved with the type of news and the type of press that we thought mm -hmm. that we to create our most important thing was getting people we know we'd be able to probably get them to try it what's going to make them come back right the quality the quality so how do you manage the quality i mean to do the business you're trying to do and that you're doing you got to have plants in different places plants everywhere relationships oh. with growers what, what tell me about that exactly so like in oregon the way we started mm -hmm. we, put our, we put our grow together there right and okay. big grow uh, my brother actually owns the grow there. Uh, okay. Grower as well. And he distributes, they distribute all the saucy there. 
in Oregon. Okay. So it, over there, we didn't have Saucy at the time. Saucy was just a year, about a year and change old. Okay. We went into the cannabis business just like, let's build a big grow, grow as much weed as we can, and we'll figure out what to do with it. But okay. when we first came into the market, we were, sh we were, it, my brother was upside down. So the business, okay. you know, selling $500, $600 a pound. Yeah. To survive, there was millions right. of pounds in the system. Yeah, yeah, it was overgrown. Yeah, it was just a disaster. This is when yes. coming to the cannabis business. I'm right. like, oh my god, this is what I got myself into. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, scratch my head, what did I do wrong, man? Yeah, and I was like, damn. So I, when I came into California, I'm like, what did I do wrong there? Let me build the brand first. And then once I build the brand awareness and I build the demand for it and I build the, then I'll worry about the supply chain. Fast forward now, the prices have tremendously went up here in California, tremendously went up in Oregon. Yeah. It sounds like 2000 now or, you know, in Oregon as opposed to 500. And that model now that sucked before was tremendously working for us there. And now here when I'm actually hand selecting the bud from all these farmers here right now they're thinking they're the best they're limp they're the best thing since sliced bread yeah so now their prices are high so it makes my model here a little bit more difficult so okay. i have a, kind of a good hybrid where in oregon we have everything set up we're ready to go it's a great facility if it does go nationwide we have a home base where we can we can yeah don't even need anything yeah. Then we have our California business. Our California business, we do all our own procurement here for okay. all power. And okay. we're, we're in the process now of building our own facility as well. But okay. one of the advantages that I've had for the first year in building the brand is I found the best flower always. Because I don't need to put what I grow into my, into my jars, right? Uh -huh. I go out there, I find the best growers, and I have a relationship with the best growers, and I can cherry pick the finest cannabis in California and put it into my jars. Right. And you and you trust yourself to be the taster of that? I'm the only one. If I don't if I won't smoke it myself, I, yeah. won't, I won't put it into a saucy product. Man, I, I love it. I love it. Let's talk about some brands and and let's talk about some products. So so Jim Jones brought Capo. Yep. Right? It's a infused it's a infused tea leaf blunt. It's okay. a brown paper have the simulation of a blunt it burns real slow it's 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 wrapped alex why the hell no one else has done that when you did it i mean there's people that are doing it we're well, doing it now but you're the first to do it yeah we are the first ones to do it um listen i guess imitation is a very big form of flattery i would say you know what i'm saying yeah no and every time you got to for sure got to keep stepping your game up. And I think that even in the jewelry world, it was always like someone came out with something, but then someone did it better. Yes. You got to keep doing better and better and better. And I don't mind that other people are doing it because now maybe they do it better. It makes me step my game up. I got to do that shit better now because now someone has taken my product and in taking my product and stepped up the notch. So now I'm, I'm the guy behind because it's not about developing the product. It's about making the product the best, best. right? No. Now some things I've learned. Like, hey, now maybe I should start using a glass tip. Maybe I should start yeah. hand break the weed. Maybe there's some new things that I've that I've learned looking at other what other people are doing. And I think that's very important in any business. I mean, look, yeah. Tesla's the first one to make the cars 
right? A bop yeah. battery. That's right. Following suit. Eventually, yeah. there's going to be another company that's going to be better than Tesla. And they're coming. They're coming. You know, competition breeds excellence, right? And I, I love it. Look, my man Jay is in, just launched the... Yeah, uh, hey, exactly. In fact, when we were originally going to talk, we were going to talk some about that because they just they just popped off that week. Yeah, man, look, I just got my... I, got, I was lucky enough to get my first... One of the first people to get some, you know? What is that? That's the, the box set that they're giving out. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's nice, man. I'm telling you, Alex, it's good to have people in high places, brother. Now, Saucy Lean, right? Yep. Let's talk about Saucy Lean and the, and, and the space that that fills and why. Man, we're just looking for alternatives for this opiate crisis. Yeah. It's a disaster what's happening. Kids are dying. Grown-ups are dying. People are are just losing their lives. So many of my friends that I grew up with in Brooklyn to this day. Yeah. Members that I see that I personally have to, you know, take care of and, you know, just, you know, whether it's rehabs and what, or whether it's people that I personally know that have passed away because of that shit, man. It really, for me, the opiate crisis touches really close to my heart. And yeah. Very important. I think cannabis is, could be one of the main things that can help relief the opiate crisis. Right. Maybe if we can make some products that simulate the mm -hmm. that the kids are drinking, right? Whatever it is, the smoking of the cigarettes, or if we can get people away from using toxic products, that's something that's close and dear to my heart. And you know, I'm not like that guy, you know. Man, that's a great mission, man. That's yeah. a great mission. Your business is going to be greatly successful because it's you're 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 actually uh, engaging something for reasons that are bigger than you, right? I think when I got into this business, it was probably like a passion project and something just like for fun. I thought to do on the side, but then yeah. you know, digging deep into it, man, this is something that I feel like has been that is my lifelong mission now, you know, and whatever it takes, this is something I, I love doing. This is something that I'll probably do till the rest for the rest of my life in some capacity in terms of this industry. And I'm just happy. I'm in a great place. I think our, our brand is in a really decent spot right now. We've developed a, you know, a, a, a household brand. For yes, you have. For nationwide coverage, I believe, not just for California. Yeah. Like one California, why we're here? It's like you eventually gonna want that made in California stamp, I believe. Uh, just like you know, Napa Valley wine, mm -hmm. Italian clothing, and mm -hmm. German engineering, and right. mean, certain things that you associate quality products with. And I think that's why I wanted to always have the the base of the brand to be in California and Los Angeles, you know, in uh, California. Mm -hmm. But in general, this is a nationwide brand and more really an East Coast brand. I cannot wait till <laughs> Hey, Jersey just popped off, man. Come on. Popping off. <laughs> next to pop off. Exactly. I can't wait for that because that's really what our brand is. This is a this is an East Coast brand, man. Yeah. I, I love I love your I love your thought process. Man, this is Alex. I, I told you it was not gonna take long, man. We're here. You know, man, it's great hanging out with you today. Likewise, bro. It was a pleasure, man. And uh, whatever you guys need from me and any way I can help you guys with your show or whatever you guys need, man, feel free to. Oh man, we, we're going to, we're going to stay connected. Stay with me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to land a plane here, but stay with me for a minute and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll exchange some information.
Hey, thank you all for joining us. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. And, you know, today had a great chat, went way too fast with my man, Alex Todd, founder of Saucy Extracts. But what you guys found out, he's a serial entrepreneur and um, he's going to do this thing well. I mean, really, really well. You can download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com. You can subscribe to wherever, whatever podcast platform you go to, you can find us. Apple, Spotify, iHeart. You can now even find us on Amazon Music as well and all as, as well as all the others I just mentioned. Now, Protus Global, follow us through our social networks. We're on all of those, LinkedIn, Instagram, right? Facebook, Twitter. And finally, learn really more about how we're building companies, how we're changing lives at protisglobal.com. And that's P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Until next time, be safe. Cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.